Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029, and Shyler from B1029 is joining us. And we took a week off, so we have a lot to kind of catch up on, Shyler. So we're going to kind of do like a little uh, fast forward, catching us up to the week of March 6th of 2023. So some of the things that we didn't get a chance to discuss, uh, there has been a lot of rumored new relationships in these last couple of weeks. So let's kick it off with the, uh, the big one, Avril Lavigne and Tyga. Now Avril Lavigne, <laughs> mod son were engaged. They just kind of, I don't know where broke it off. And then literally like a couple of days later, we see Avril Lavigne and Tyga hanging out. And then just at Paris uh, fashion week, the two were sharing a kiss, basically confirming the rumors that, the two were seeing each other. Now there was a source that said that, you know, it's very new. It's very fresh. They always say that. I feel like when there ever is a new relationship, they always say it's so new. It's so fresh. They're just getting to know each other. Well, that's true of every relationship. You're not telling anybody anything new unless they were, you know, secretly doing stuff off to the side and like, Oh yeah, they've been at this for years. No one's ever going to come out and say that. Yeah, that's what they're trying to hide. That this is this has probably been going on. Oh, it's new, it's fresh. It's either a rebound situation or maybe there was something going on on the side. I think this is a very surprising pairing. And it's just like it's so weird the web that surrounds these people cuz like there's like I didn't realize how ingrained in the Kardashian Jenner clan that Avril Lavigne is. Yeah, which surprises me. Yeah. I mean, I, I would not take Avril Lavigne to be part of that group. No, no. Like if there but was anyone so to weird. be like anti-Kardashian, to me it would be Avril Lavigne. But you know, that's that that's that's just me. But yeah, I, so, I totally agree. Yeah. Speaking of Kardashian, so apparently now, now Kendall Jenner, Devin Booker, they they called it quits again. Oh, well. But now she's rumored to be possibly with Bad Bunny. Now these two were seen uh, over the past week with a group of friends in West Hollywood. Uh, shared or there was some photographs that show them uh, going in for a kiss. So you know, and and the, last month these kind of sparked some rumors rumors when they were seen having dinner in Beverly Hills. So again, I'm sure that when it's a, because there's photos now, so now someone has to say something about it. I'm sure the the uh, the source is going to be, well, you know, it's new and it's fresh. <laughs> They're just getting to know each other. So exactly. it's like, you know what? Is that is that like PR 101 for every every these these sub or a celebrity PR people? Let me go to it's my rule book here of when they get photographed for the first time. What do we say? Yeah, it's the boilerplate PR language that they've got to use because, like, I don't know. I love this pairing, though. I, I mean, they're both hot. They're both young. And to me, it's like best case scenario because they'll they'll be together for a little while. They'll either ride off into the sunset, be together forever, and that's fantastic. Or he's just going to come out with a banger of an album after they break up. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Either way, You're I'm ready for it. You're either for it or against it. It doesn't matter. It's just as long as we get something out of it, we're cool with it. Exactly. Yeah. When it like when Adele announced her divorce, it was like, oh, this album is gonna break me, and it did. <laughs> and that is what is gonna happen. He's gonna come out with really great. I mean, he's a great musician, so I'm a fan. I I think that this is 
I think, I think that she's going to give him a lot to write about. I'll just put it that way. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> now, the other one that was a little surprising, Shawn Mendes and Sabrina Carpenter. Now, they were first seen together in L.A. They, they were just taking a walk, which, okay, that's not so bad. But then the following week, in fact, it was just last week, they were both seen attending Miley Cyrus's album listening party. Uh, they were also seen leaving the uh, the Gucci store where the event was held, got into the same car. Now, there's oh. no official word that they're dating, but Sean Mendez has been linked to his chiropractor for a while. Her name is Dr. Jocelyn Miranda. Um, interesting. Yeah. So what's interesting, though, is, OK, so there was some photos on social media. I think I don't know if it was Sean Mendez or, or Dr. Uh, Miranda shared them, but they were the photos of the two of them on a hike. But then, like, literally the next day or day after. There's photos of Shawn Mendes and Sabrina Carpenter taking a walk together. So I don't know if this is a friend thing or if the, you know, Dr. Jocelyn Miranda thing was a friend thing, but everyone kept calling Shawn Mendes and Dr. Jocelyn Miranda, you know, an item. Yeah. So you kind of wonder like, okay, so was there just kind of like a silent breakup there? No one's going to say anything about it. And all of a sudden <laughs> we just see Shawn Mendes out with people. We see uh, uh, Dr. Miranda out here with people. Who knows? I have a theory. Okay. I think that may mayhaps we can expect if they're not dating and he really is still with his chiropractor for, uh, person, then I think that maybe they could be working on a project together, like a duet or something. Like maybe they're writing a song together. They're recording. Maybe like that. That's what they're working on. And that's why they've <clears throat> excuse me. That's why they've been seen together. And they're like maybe trying to stir up a little bit of drama for maybe, when they drop yeah, this song. Maybe. I mean, I, I you know what? If, they, if that's the way they're going to go with it. Awesome. I think yeah. I think you go with it that way. And. Um, and, yeah, kind of stir the pot a little bit. Um, I think that's a great strategy. I mean, we're already talking about them being together, being spotted together. This I think this would be a really good move if they're not actually dating, which I mean, yeah, I mean, they might be dating. They might be. But you know what? Here's the thing is when when two artists make a song together, like it happened with um, Halsey and G-Eazy, it happened yeah. with obviously Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello. I mean, it was an awesome song. Yeah. But the relationship doesn't last. And then you're like, I mean, it's an awesome song, but it's just kind of like, well, this is when they were together. They made this song and. Oh, dude, every it. time, speaking of Halsey and g -Eazy, every time I hear him and I, like, my skin crawls. I'm just like, ew. Yeah. Don't I know. like it. <laughs> I, it. It almost ruins it, because at the time, you're like, man, this is an awesome song. They're in love, and they made a song together. Then after they break up, you're like, I don't want to listen to this song anymore, just because I know what happened. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. So those are some relationships we're going to watch, obviously, and and see if they actually blossom. But kind of catching us up from when we were off. But now let's catch back up here uh, just last week. Of course, the Oscars were just Sunday. And, of course, it's been a year since the slap, Yikes. which we haven't talked about in a while. But, of course, being the one-year anniversary, we have to revisit it. And, and it's ironic because Chris Rock, his Netflix special, had just come out. Yeah. And so it's almost like perfect timing. I mean, genius on Chris Rock and Netflix part to – put out this special 
the week before the Oscars, so everyone can re. When everyone was talking about the Oscars, of course, we we're like, oh yeah, the slap. I wonder if there's gonna be any um, assaults or cringy things that happen at the Oscars. And so everyone's been talking about it, and even Chris during his Netflix special talked about it. It's so great. You're right. Like the the timing of it, so like they can make the jokes that they know they were gonna try to make at the Oscars, and Chris right. was like, no. No, I'm I'm gonna make that money. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, As you should. <laughs> so then now everyone's like, well, did Will ever apologize? So look, Will did the the public apologies. He did one. Well, it was like the day or two days after the the yeah. Oscars. Then he did one on on Instagram, directly to Chris. Now there was a report that came out, I believe, from. Uh, was it Daily Mail or Page Six? One of the uh, one of the tabloids. A source said that Will Smith never privately apologized to, or personally apologized to Chris Rock, like in person. Like there was no apology, none. Just However, the two public ones. But I think didn't they say what there was an attempt made, but Chris didn't want to talk to him. Yeah, there's yeah. The, the, so for Will's camp, they said like he's tried and it hasn't worked. So it's kind of like a he said, he said type of thing. You know, it's just Will's yeah. camp says, well, he tried. And Chris's camp says, well, no, he didn't. So you don't know who to believe. And then, of course, Jada Pinkett Smith, her camp says she has nothing to do with this. She is not involved in this in any way. I'm sorry. You kind of are. You definitely are. I mean, come on. You, I mean, you have to have some kind of accountability. I mean, yes. don't get me wrong. Like, he's the one that committed the assault. It is on him to make it right. But they're like, yeah. I mean, it was all center. Like, she was at the center of the conflict. Yes. You can't just shy away from it. Oh, it's not my business. Yes, it is. Yes, it yeah, is. It is. And so one of the things that that a source for Jada said that Chris has been obsessed with Jada for years. Like this has been going on for years. And for whatever reason, they, they think that he's obsessed with her. I don't know what, what the actual story is, but that's just what they're saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, if in case you don't remember, Chris Rock was presenting an award and made a joke about Jada and it had to do with her alopecia. And so obviously Jada yeah, not happy about that. Yeah, he made a GI Jane. Yeah, a yeah, GI Jane. Yeah, he made the GI Jane. Joke. Yeah. And so anyway, that's when Will Smith got up, slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> now the thing is though, is if you watch the footage, you do see Will laughing, and then I think he realized, oh no, I should not have laughed at that, and for whatever reason, felt the need to go up and slap Chris Rock in the middle of the show. Now. Did Jada, like, make Will do that? No. I mean, it doesn't look like she was like, are you going to go do something about that? Like, right in the middle of the show. Yeah. You know, but you can tell think, the look on her face is like, obviously, she's not pleased with it. Yeah. So, anyway, it's it's a lot of, you know, they you said. Know, that's it. 
That's interesting because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that that there's been like a, a this has been a long time coming kind of thing. Like he's always kind of ribbed Jada. I didn't know that, but like that makes sense. Either. Like that Will would be sitting there and like keeping up appearances. Ah ha ha ha! Yeah, that is funny. Okay, like because you have to, and like he sees Jada and it's like man, he's he's still going after Jada. Like leave her alone. Like he, I mean, if if that's yeah. what it was, like he's like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm laughing at jokes, haha, it's funny. Trying to be the bigger person and really trying to keep himself in check, and it was just too much because it's like, man, like le- please leave her alone. Like you've been doing this for years. Like that that makes sense why he might break. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Right, and so it, it kind of makes sense, right? That oh well, maybe if it's been it's going no on excuse. for a while, you're right. exactly. So yeah, no excuse, but. Right. I haven't watched the Netflix special yet, but anyway, uh, also apparently Will was hurt by the Netflix special, but look, it's Chris Rock. He's going to make these jokes. If it happened to him and you did it, you are going to be a target. So you're just going to have to roll with the punches or punch lines. Yeah. I did a little little pun there. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah, yeah, thanks. When are you going to start writing? Uh, never. I, oh. I am not that funny. My wife will sometimes, <laughs> I'll, every once in a while, I'll come up with some. My wife will be laughing, but you know, anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whenever I make my husband, she just laughs maybe just a little bit out of pity. She's like, ah, I see what you did there. But whenever I make my husband laugh, I ruin it because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I made a joke. I told a joke and you laughed. He's like, yeah, and it's and it's done now because you freaked out. I'm like, oh, but I made you laugh for a second. Tough crowd. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go on to the Oscars. Of course, the Oscars were on Sunday. Uh, I have not seen the film, but it's won like almost all the Oscars. Everything everywhere all at it. once. I know I do too. It's got that whole multiversal thing, which apparently all of comic book films right now are are into. And yeah. this film is kind of the same way. Um, but uh, everything everywhere all at once won best picture, uh, best directing. Michelle Yeoh won for uh, her role. Uh, also, uh, Kihoi Khan uh, won for his supporting role. His story is so cool. It is. If you don't know who Kihoi Kwan was, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Um, Kihu Kwan, yeah. Kihu Kwan, that's it. Thank you. So if you don't know who he is, if you've seen Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, he played Short Round. If you saw The Goonies, he was Data. Yeah. So... But after those two films, I mean, he appeared in some other stuff. Like he was, uh, he was in Encino Man. Um, he was in an episode of Tales of the Crypt or Tales from the Crypt back in the '90s. But like, he hasn't. He, he kind of walked away from acting for a long time. So I'm on his IMDb page, and he was on a. He was in something called Second Time Around, which was in 2002, and there was nothing until 2021 when he was in Finding Ohana. And then last year's everything everywhere all at once. And he just kind of like disappeared. Like he just, just basically yeah. walked away. And then for whatever reason, they got him back to do this. And now he's won, he won a SAG award. He's won. Yeah. Now he's an Academy award winner. And I thought he like, had tried to be like, he had been trying. No, yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Yeah. He just never yeah. could quite he break just, back in. No. No, I mean he was like I said the the things you're gonna know him from when he was a when he was a child from Indiana Jones and the Goonies. 
that's the only thing you're going to really know him from unless you really were like watching um breathing fire yeah yeah head of the class tales from the crypt encino man so yeah i mean until they got him back to do this film yeah i mean he and he's been now so he's, now he's an academy award winner and and look also he's also going to be on the uh, next season of loki yeah yeah so i mean I, for, I someone that has, for someone that has walked like not, not really walked away but has been out of the game for almost 20 years 30 years to come back and basically now you're uh oscar winner you're you know it's like wow what a what a kind of like a turn of events for you to just i mean that that'd be like me leaving radio for 30 years and coming back and winning like a a uh a, a, a national award you know a crystal award a a marconi you know yeah that'd, that'd be that'd be like what that would be like for me <laughs> that's that's they, cool i'm yeah, yeah he's got a great story mm-hmm and I remember watching an interview with Harrison Ford because he was uh, promoting his role in 1923, and they were asking him about his nomination. And he was just like, it's so cool. I mean, that's just so that is, awesome. That is you know? cool. Because obviously Harrison Ford's been in the game for 40, 50 years, probably longer, 60 years. And for someone like, like Juan here, who's, you know, he had a couple of roles that he was known for as a child, but then basically tried and just left for 30 years and came back here last year for everything everywhere all at once became a huge hit he's now an oscar winner he, i can I, I think he won a sag award too yeah um, and what was the award before that the awards uh, uh the uh, golden Glo- i think he won a golden globe too I think so. I mean, he's been on a, he's been on a roll. Like and yeah. and I like I said I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen a couple clips. Um and, and he is. He's fantastic. So yeah. it is it is cool to see him kind of get his come up. Right. So anyway, yeah, so that, that that was the Oscars last night. Um everything everywhere all at once. Jamie Lee Curtis won for uh, her supporting role in the film. Um let's see they won original screenplay uh best film editing so yeah big winner last night you know and also brendan frazier brendan frazier is another one too i mean yeah, i we, remember yeah, brendan frazier about- from you know the 90s and his role in like the mummy and some other like um i mean he was, in, like, he was an icon in, yeah, in like the late 90s early yeah, 2000s and then yeah. just kind of poof gone now he's been in some things here and there um but for his now i did not see the whale but he won best actor for his role in that dude it he was incredible like i i cannot stress that enough like i am a brendan fraser fan and i will be obnoxious about that fact but the whale is a very uncomfortable movie to watch and he made he 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 produced like every emotion possible and invoked it out of you as a watcher like i yeah it it was it was very powerful he gave the performance of a lifetime he he really was absolutely amazing it was kind of the oscars of like the 
like, like the, the comeback, comeback stories. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Michelle Yeoh is the same way. You know, she she had had um, like a couple big roles, but like mm-hmm. had never really been a huge superstar as she deserved to be. I mean, she's a martial artist. Like she is like, I mean, she yeah, she's incredibly talented. It's like all of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, like all of these big names kind of getting their come up. It's it's it is so cool. It is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was definitely an interesting night um, for for like comeback stories and. And look, I think the 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 people that won, I think the ones that should have won, um, I'm still waiting for like a really good comic book to get nominated and win Best Picture. <laughs> I'm still well, I'm still gonna be on my soapbox for that one. You know what? I do. I admire your de- your determination. <laughs> you know, I think I think the Batman should have been nominated, but you know, it is what it is. Oh yeah, fair. That's that's still I'm still waiting when when the Oscars nominates a comic book film for best picture and actually wins, then it's like, OK, now we have validated the Oscars. Congratulations. But I think look, yeah. everything everywhere all at once is kind of like a comic book type film based on the premise. Um, but anyway. Yeah, I, I, it was a good night. So, of course, being an award show, there's always got to be these awkward moments. Of course, there's got to so, be. Let's let's back it up a little bit. So, Goldie Hawn uh, was did an interview with Van or Variety, and talked about how the Oscars used to be elegant, old, you know, and and now it's more politicized. Which, you know, what honestly, when you watch these award shows, it kind of gets that way. You know, they they thank whoever, but then some of the actors or actresses have to get on their platform to share their message or whatever it is that they feel passionate about, which look, I understand you want to bring awareness to certain issues, but I don't think an award show is the place to do it. I mean, you're there to celebrate the work that, you know, everyone has done, but then when you start doing that, it kind of takes away from it. Oh, really? I kind of think so. I feel like we've gotten into, I mean, I feel like celebrities have always had that, like one of my favorite like quotes is like, if you have the ability to help, then you share in that responsibility to help. So I feel like a lot of these celebrities, they should use these platforms to speak on issues that they are passionate about. And this is a great opportunity to do that because the world is watching you know, at this award show. And I mean, yeah, it gets a little long winded, but I mean, it, it particularly now with social media, like we've talked before, celebrities are so accessible to us now. If, if they wanted to get on a soapbox about a, a, a politician or a policy or some, whatever p- activism that they're focusing on at that moment in time, you can go on Instagram live. And you're going to have just as many people tuning into your Instagram live well, as you are at the Golden Globes. Yeah, I mean, if not even more. I mean, sometimes these award shows, I mean, the audience, if you if you look at like the the Nielsen ratings after the, the some of these shows, exactly. like the Grammys had a had a better showing than they've had in recent years. Uh, I haven't seen the one for Nielsen yet as we're recording this podcast, but, you know, you're looking at, let's say, like 10 million, maybe, maybe 20. Yeah. Well, some of these people have like 40 or 50 million followers. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and it's frustrating when you've got, I mean, 
I'm sorry. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Leonardo DiCaprio, when you have him on stage and he's accepting an award and he's like, oh, thank you for everybody that was part of this award. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you for making it happen. And my 20 year old girlfriend and also uh, climate change. We, we got to stop. We, we got to stop and we got we got to save the environment. Pay no mind to my private jet or 72 yachts. Like yeah. <laughs> that's a little that's a little obnoxious because it's like it is. you right. are lying essentially to me. <laughs> It's what yes. it feels like. You're like, I'm so passionate about the environment, but unless, I. Unless your boats and cars are electric. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, yeah, it's like you have more money than you know what to do with. You can do something. Like, don't preach right. at me about doing something. I'm barely making it. You know? Right. It's like, and why I, don't and you. I think that's, and I think that's what a lot of people have the gripe with is you got these. That's fair. You know, is that they get on their, their platforms to talk about that the issues that they are allegedly passionate about. And it's and you're right. It's like, well, well, who are you to have someone that has like millions of dollars? And for someone like you and I, like, I mean, yeah, we kind of do our part as best we can, but we're not going to be forking over thousands of dollars to support your cause because I got bills to pay, too. Yeah, it's like I, I turn off the water when I brush my teeth. I'm doing my part. But what are yeah. you doing? Like, we, like what, we got we to talk about equity here. Like, right. <laughs> I mean, and we, you're, we you're probably like, right. That's not the place for it. But like, no. I, I agree. We can, yeah. you can go you on know, Instagram live and talk about this. Right. I mean, you, you're right. We have all these other different platforms aside from the four hour award show where you may or may not win. But, you know, people go to watch these because A, they like the, the people who are nominated or the movies that are nominated or they just like the films in general, you know, film like buff. The fashion. Win. The fashion. Yeah. They're yeah. not there. People aren't watching to see, oh, I really hope that if so-and-so wins, they're going to talk about this cause. I can't wait. No. <laughs> no one is saying that. If they are, Literally then no one. <laughs> they're watching the wrong show. Absolutely. So another thing. I'm sorry. We were happened, talking about Goldie Hawn. And I, went I know. On a but, that, but that's basically Goldie <laughs> Hawn's point was like, look, you know, it's. I do love Goldie Hawn. I, I do too. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of seeing, you know, people, actors kind of be themselves in a way, not acting. You know, we see like yes. someone who, who does a certain type of film actually kind of just be themselves for a change, you know, yeah. not actually being a, a, a character in a film or a TV show. And, and that, that was her point. And so when I read that story, and then of course there was the interview last night, Sunday night with Hugh Grant and Ashley Graham on the Oscars champagne carpet. They call it the red carpet because it's been red carpet for like 60 years. But yeah. this year they decided to change it to champagne. Um, not that that really matters. But anyway, it was a very awkward interview. And I wonder if Hugh Grant is kind of in that same line with Goldie Hawn. So anyway, if you watch the interview, you know, Hugh's there and Ashley's talking to him. So she, you know, she says, you know, how does it, how does it feel to be here? Because, you know, Hugh Grant's been like at every Oscars for like the last 30 years. And so yeah. he says, he says, quote, it's fascinating. The whole of humanity is here. It's a vanity affair. And you can just see the look on his face. Like he, he feels like he has to be there. Um, but just the way he says <laughs> that relevant. Yeah, just the way he says that, it's almost like, yeah, it's not what it used to be. 
Be what? Because he's not in the spotlight? Because <laughs> it's not Possibly. about him? So if you don't know, so here's what the actual definition of Vanity Fair is. It's, quote, it's a scene or place characterized by frivolity and ostentation. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and in other news, water is wet. Like, of course. These people <laughs> right. are wearing million, millions of dollars of fashion and jewelry and everything else and just done up all to the nines. And they get handed a gold statue for producing a movie or, or being in a movie that made millions and millions of dollars. Like, it's duh. <laughs> of yeah. course it is. Right. But, like, that's why we watch it. Yeah. That's why, that's so, why you have it. <laughs> And so maybe it is Hugh Grant just kind of maybe being a little pouty. That, that sounds like not, it. You know, but also on the other token, it's, you know, well, yeah, it, it maybe is not what it used to be. Like what Goldie Hawn was saying. And so after he says that, of course, Ashley Graham is doing her best to try and save this interview. You know, so she has, so who who are you rooting for? Who are you, who are you looking forward to see? And Grant replied, no one in particular. Uh, uh. Okay. So, again, Ashley trying to save this interview, you know, asked, so, of course, the big question, who are you wearing? What are you wearing? And Hugh Grant, in his smugness, replies, my suit. Gosh. <laughs> he's so, on purpose. He's being difficult. I hate people like that. Yeah. And, you know, he... She's like, well, she go and and then kudos to Ashley Graham. She goes, she goes, you didn't make that suit, you know, just kind of joking yeah. with her. Like, I know you didn't make that. Did you really make that? And and Hugh Grant says, well, I don't remember my tailor's name. Oh, okay. I'm sure your tailor then just dropped you as a client. Um, yeah. So then to kind of finish up the interview, you know, she talked about his appearance in Glass Onion. If you didn't see it, it wasn't his his is more of a cameo, but. The whole purpose of Glass Sunday was there was a bunch of cameos in that film. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's so and so, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he, so she asked you, well, how was it? You know, was it fun to be in it? And he goes, I was barely in it. I was in it for like three seconds. And then when asked, you know, well, did you have fun? He said, almost. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Dude, like, why? Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. What's, uh, why 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 be there then like, who's exactly. forcing you to be there exactly if if you don't want to be there no one says you had to go i mean and 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 goldie hawn doesn't go right like goldie hawn doesn't what? go and, and and are people like well why wasn't goldie hawn there no she don't like it that's fine i mean if she gets nominated she might show up again i don't know you know, if the Santa, if uh, the uh, what, what's the the one uh, Santa Claus show on Netflix that she did with um, her husband? Uh, oh, oh, oh man, I loved that too. We just watched it over Christmas too. I, yeah, we did too. I don't, I don't know, but it, it that, yeah, it was it was super cute. Yeah, and I love them. Like I, I just, yeah, they don't have to be there. She did say that she regrets not going when she was nominated or when she won. She said that she wishes that she would have gone and actually accepted the award, but she's never gone. Like she, she's maybe a handful of times, but she, does, she's not a frequenter. But it's like Hugh Grant is clinging for a scrap of relevancy in Hollywood. So 
that's why he goes to keep himself in the conversation. I think he's an ego. I think he's just a walking ego. And that that is a really gross, to, especially to treat Ashley Graham like that in the midst of an interview. Like that is yeah. horribly disrespectful. And right. what a I mean, jerk. Look, if you didn't want to do the interview, just don't do the interview and just walk your red champagne carpet and go on, sit down, have your meal, watch the show and be done. Yeah. Or just go home if you don't want to yes. be there. Don't go. No, go going to the event and then complaining about being at the event or the event itself. Like that that is such like that's that's so sad to me. That's, that's so sad. Yeah. Like what you you <laughs> sorry. I know. Yeah. Dude, what a jerk. If you don't um, want to so go, give me your seat. I'll go. Yeah. Yeah, Shiloh will go. She'll wear her, her I'll wear your suit. There you go. I will tell everyone I'm wearing Hugh Grant's suit. <laughs> yeah, he didn't make it. He can't remember his tailor's name, but it's Hugh Grant. <laughs> um, side note, the Christmas Chronicles. That's it. I'm sure That's everyone it. who's listening to this podcast is shouting that continuously. So, yes, it's the Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell. Yeah, if it wasn't March, I'd watch it again. <laughs> you can watch that any time, no matter what time of the year it is. It's such a cute movie. Sorry, go it ahead. Is. <laughs> All right, let's finish up with our wasp story. Um, this one is a really cool story. So uh, Jordan Schaefer, he's a, a waiter at a Charleston's restaurant in Omaha, Nebraska, shared his story on TikTok where he got to wait on none other than Jason Derulo. Jason Derulo. Sorry. I, I really hope that Jason actually did that. Just oh, I think uh, anywhere he goes, he just walks in and that plays everywhere he goes. I, I, he's got to like it's got to be his ringtone you know what he, i mean like he walks, he walks into a costco boom that comes over the intercom right there exactly exactly so anyway after the meal was over um and 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 J or jordan shares this on his tiktok that drulo's tab was 795 dollars and 99 cents he jason was there with Ooh. other people jason did not order almost 800 dollars for himself but if he did, he can because he's Jason Derulo. He is Jason Derulo. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, Jordan shows some inter like some video of interaction with he and and Jason. Uh, but in the video, Jordan cuts to the receipt, and it shows on the receipt that Jason tipped him five thousand dollars. What? Yes. I know that is so cool. I cried when I got a hundred dollar tip once. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and you know, I mean, I've never been a server, but I mean, that makes I me want to be a server I again. <laughs> I mean, here, if people aren't fully aware, is that, I mean, you kind of make like a small base hourly wage as a as a waitress or waiter. Am I correct? Yes, and it is it is significantly less than the minimum wage. Right, but the tips that you make are supposed to help kind of compensate for that. Yeah, it evens out. Right. So, you know, you're hoping that you have a good night of tips and you're hoping that, you know, people tip well enough that, you know, you come out all right from a day's work. And but for him to come out with a five thousand dollar tip waiting on Jason Derulo, I mean, that's like psh, that's like hitting the lottery. Yeah, it's like two months. Yeah. I mean, depending so, on your shifts and stuff, but right. So, you know, in the video. Jordan shows the the receipt and everything, and he says, you know, thank you. I can't thank you enough. You just paid for a semester at my college. Oh. 
And so even Jason commented on his TikTok post saying, quote, you seem like a great person. Thank you for taking such great care of our fam. Keep spreading the love, bro. Oh, that's cool. I know. That is so cool. So, yeah, the, the TikTok video there of Jordan Schaefer at the Omaha Charleston's restaurant is now probably TikTok famous. And we'll is have he, an album yeah. shortly. <laughs> indicator in uh illinois my my hometown there is a chair i think it's a, a bar stool at a local restaurant because matt damon came to decatur to film a movie called the informant about an adm executive who um i think it was adm maybe something like that um anyway he yeah who had it, it was it was a whole thing <laughs> back in the day it's based on a true story so they filmed it um part of it here in or um in my hometown in decatur and there's a bar stool that that has a little plaque on it that says Matt Damon's bar stool or like Matt Damon sat here. <laughs> don't, so they don't I would do that in that restaurant. I would yeah. yeah, I would do that at that restaurant. I'm like, this no is Jason Drulo's table. table. This is Jason <laughs> Drulo's table. Anytime he comes to Omaha, Nebraska again. That yeah, that is cool. And yeah, it, yeah that's really cool. Well that's I hope he goes back and he pays for the rest of the guy's college. Oh, maybe. I don't know. That Five would... grand seems like, I don't know, I would kind of feel awkward. Like, hey, Jason, since we're buddies now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you're Jason, you got Jason Derulo money? Like, $5,000, that's an amazing tip. But, like, the fact that the kid was so, like, genuine and appreciative, I think yeah. I'd be like, oh, you pay for a semester? No, I'm going to pay off your student loans. Well, we will see. Maybe, maybe that'll happen. Yeah, here's the pressure on you. Jason yeah. Derulo. <laughs> that's gonna do it for this episode of the weekly trash recap podcast we drop new episodes every week make sure you subscribe to as we recap and discuss some of the big entertainment hollywood stories from the week you can listen to our podcast at b1029.com or anywhere you get your podcasts for shyler i'm joe from b1029 we'll talk to you again next week